This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox, and in just a few moments, John Carlson will join us with a fresh look at the Vancouver real estate market and lots more on the 1% Realty Story. But first, here are some more of the top consumer stories we're following this week. Ford is recalling thousands of pickup trucks to repair components that could have been broken as the result of another recent recall. The earlier recall was meant to fix a problem with the truck's engine block heater. Last December, December, Ford recalled over 400,000 full-size pickup trucks in the States because of a risk of fire from the engine block heater. Water and contaminants could enter into the block heater and the connector, leading to corrosion and a safety risk. Ford says that any pickups that were inspected in that previous recall could have had new damage done to the block heater cable connectors, and the new damage could lead to problems all the way up to a risk for a fire. A safety risk only exists when the vehicle is parked and the block heater cable is plugged into an electrical outlet, says Ford. Owners should not use the engine block heater cable. Not a problem down here at this time of year. Still uh, up north, a problem. Customers will be notified when an engine block replacement cable is available. There are 130 trucks in the U.S. and approximately almost 195,000 of them in Canada that are at risk from that previous recall. Models affected include the F-150 from 2014 through 18 and the F-Series Super Duty models 2015 through 18. Oh, check this out. A space plane that flies 25 times faster than the speed of sound has been successfully passing a crucial testing milestone this week. The hypersonic plane is so fast, it could jet from London to New York in less than 60 minutes and take you from London to Sydney, Australia in four hours. Oxford-based Reaction Engines has been working with the European Space Agency and the UK Space Agency along with BAE Systems to make this incredible aircraft. Cooling systems are the big problem right now that are being worked on and the company ultimately aims to create a reusable vehicle that has the fuel efficiency of a jet engine with the power of a rocket. Plans for the hypersonic plane don't just include getting people around the world in a fraction of the time, but also taking people or cargo into space and back for just a fraction of the cost. They're hoping for first flight in the early 2020s. We talked about this story recently when we had the BC Securities Commission in our studio. The cryptocurrency company Quadriga CX has filed for bankruptcy, leaving Canadians and other investors out some $260 million in Bitcoin and other so-called currencies. You may recall the founder of Quadriga, a 30-year-old Nova Scotia man named Gerald Cotton, died while on vacation in India in January. Turns out Mr. Cotton was the only person who knew all the access codes to the money files and bank accounts, and all that loot is still locked up in limbo in the courts. The Securities Commission people reminded us during their recent visit that Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are not securities and are not regulated. It's the attraction for some rebels, but many others bought in without understanding what a Wild West show that sector is. In Nova Scotia, the court has ordered the competing 
Beatrice to resolve their differences before a hearing in defining a solution begins next week. Doing a little homework before investing can save a lot of heartache and money. Oh, and once again this year, our friends at Van Dusen Botanical Gardens are inviting us all to celebrate all things Sakura and Japanese at Sakura Days Japan Fair today and again tomorrow. This massive two-day event gives you a chance to immerse yourself in Japanese culture, live performances, plenty to eat, see, and do, origami, of course, taiko drumming, martial arts, traditional tea ceremonies, haiku poetry, lots more happening until 6 today and all day again tomorrow from 10 until 5, Sakura Days at Van Dusen Gardens on Oak Street. More stories later in the hour. Up next, John Carlson with lots more on the 1% Realty Story and a fresh Vancouver Market real estate update coming right up, right here on Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer this Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Carlson, Personal Real Estate Corporation. Mr. Johnny 1% is back on CKNW. How are you, John? I'm doing great, thanks, Sterling. Great to be here as well. Well, it's good to have you back, and it's only been a week. Usually it's every two or three or more weeks, but uh, this particular time around, it's only been a few days since you were last here, so not a lot of changes in terms of discussing the state of the biz around Metro Vancouver uh, seven days after we last took a look. I guess not. I mean, the market still goes on. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a couple of uh, good sales. I've got some new listings coming up so people can keep an eye on my website if they like. But really, um, you know, the market uh, statistics that came out in March showed a March that was a little bit depressed in terms of the number of sales compared to the 10-year average. Sure. Uh, in fact, apparently it was the slowest number, fewest number of sales in March since 1986. So we're still seeing a market where people have stepped back. But um, on a day-to-day basis, I'm definitely seeing people, you know, I think that there is an interest jump back in the market. It's, again, it's not like real estate's gone out of style and nobody wants to live here anymore. There's just a consensus in the public that, hey, things have changed a bit and maybe we should be cautious. Right. And, so, and, and I think on the price side of things, particularly, John, if there's a sense out there in the general marketplace that, you know, we're going through a correction phase, the insanity is behind us, and now they're at the, at the banks and everybody's predict, predicted a correction phase and we've seen some prices come off particularly on the ultra high end homes uh, and condos around town but prices have come off so is there john do you sense as you travel through metro vancouver a kind of a reluctance almost on the part of some buyers to jump in because hey prices are coming to me right now why should i interrupt the flow and just hang in for a little bit longer Absolutely. That's one of the key reasons that the market is down in terms of the number of sales. Because some people, hey, if, if you don't have to sell right now, or if you don't have to buy, I should say, uh, you know, maybe you wait to see what happens. And there's all kinds of different buyers in the market. There are, you know, there are buyers that just simply want to, maybe they're newlyweds and they want to get a new place or they've got a new child. And so it makes personal sense for sure. them to buy right, right now. Well, they might go get a mortgage or pre-approval and then buy the best thing they can find in the area they can afford. So, you know, those buyers are still out there. There are investors out there. There are buyers that are floating low offers to shake the tree a bit. And exactly. See, you know, who's motivated. So, you know, you want to be aware of the environment you're operating in when, when you're selling. And, and right now it's not a slam dunk to get your home sold. And even if you're priced well, sometimes you may find opportunistic buyers coming and sliding offers uh, to you that maybe are not quite 
as high as they should be. But that's part of the game right now. And you've got to be ready for that. You've got to have some confidence in your pricing and positioning uh, so that you'll recognize the good offers when they do come in and then maybe uh, work the details to your advantage. John, you just used a word that gets used a lot in the real estate business. You used the word motivated. What does a realtor mean when he refers to someone being motivated? Well, uh, when I think back to uh, when I sold the last house that I personally owned, I mean, I had another person from my company fill the role for you know other reasons, but uh, I was highly motivated because I found the dream property that I really wanted and somebody else was about to snap it up. So I wrote an offer on it and I was motivated. I, gave, I offered a very good price to someone who would come to my current home and it worked out great and I sold quickly and you know I'm in the business so I made it happen. But there's one example of a motivated seller. I had an opportunity that I did not want to miss. We're still in that home and we absolutely love it almost 15 years later. Oh, okay. Um, but there's so you were on to something and you knew you just wanted to grab that and that was that. Well, sure. sure. So there's different motivations for people wanting to buy or sell. But what about a motivated buyer? This is a person, for example, who may have just moved to Vancouver on some kind of corporate move and would really like a place to live. That's kind of a motivated buyer, wouldn't you say? That's one good example, absolutely. And those buyers, you know, will probably be on MLS every day looking for listings that fit their criteria. And when they find one, I'll bet you, even if they're motivated, they're going to write an offer that reflects what they feel the conditions of the market are. So they may be opportunistic. They may come with a little bit of a stronger offer. But all buyers right now, I think, are a little concerned what the market's doing, and they tend to be a little bit more cautious. Well, we are Canadians, and typically we are conservative in an economic sense, not political necessarily, and that translates into economically cautious. We are a very cautious people when it comes to investing and our money. And here we are, at the beginning of what you've been telling us for a couple of years, is always the busiest season of the year in real estate. So how do you connect those dots? Cautious, almost skittish buyers and the busiest real estate time of year? That's a great question because, you know, there are a lot of factors and some of them may be contradictory or competing. And, you know, my feeling is there's no 100% truths in any statement, but you balance the different truths out there. So, yeah, the market is, is down statistically in March compared to previous years. But on the other hand, I can tell you it's interesting. I'll do, I do plenty of evaluations for sellers, and sometimes I'll pull up the stats graphs that I have access to and the numbers for particular areas, mm-hmm. and I'll see you know, a downward trend in prices and activity. But then I'll see in March, boom, a little bit of a blip upward. And sometimes what happens in the spring is the new listings haven't really blossomed yet, if you will. So yep. if you're in March, you might, hey, I'm jumping into the market. You take a look at what's in, on in your segment, and there might be a lot of uh, leftovers that didn't sell in November, December, and January. But the new listings that are priced well, they, they might be selling a little quicker. So, you know, it really depends on on the segment, but there's all kinds of different listings and strategies out there. Okay. Now, I wanted to ask you about, about the length of listings, because you were just referring to new listings versus those which have been on uh, on the block for a while. It used to be, John, that uh, back a couple of years ago, when properties took literally hours to turn over. Now, and, and so if you had a home that was on the market for, oh my gosh, three or more weeks, something was really wrong. Well, those days, fortunately, are long gone. But there was a time, though, when if you were looking at homes as a buyer and you would come around a corner and go, oh, here's that next address. Oh, now this home's been on the market for a while, so there's probably something wrong. That's not a, a conclusion to draw as easily anymore in terms of days, weeks, or months on market, is it? 
Correct. Uh, you know, time on market is always something I look at. If uh, I'm taking a, a buyer to a listing and they're my clients, they'll often say to me, hey, John, how long has this one been on the market? Sure, that's a fair and question, if I too. Say, oh, absolutely. And if, uh, and if I were to look at it and say, oh, it's been on the market six months, they might say, well, has the price changed much? Mm-hmm. And if I look and I say, well, no, the price actually hasn't changed. Well, uh-huh. That could be an indication that maybe the listing hasn't been very appealing for the last six months and hasn't sold and the sellers aren't interested in addressing it. So, yeah, buyers can look at that and go, hmm, I don't know. But on the other hand... Lots of good listings take 30 days or more to sell now sometimes. And no, it's not a, it's not a shame to uh, take a while to sell. Uh, my theory is most people would rather sell sooner rather than later. But really what matters most is the money and the timing. So sometimes it takes a while to, to get an offer where the people are prepared to pay a price the seller's happy with mm-hmm. and give them the dates and the timing that they want. So given that there are fewer offers and fewer sales out there right now, it only makes sense that it might take longer to have the right one arrive and negotiate those details. And I think patience is, is going to be in a, a back uh, in the mix as a good virtue to include as you approach yes. your turn in the real estate game, right? Well, patience, you never want to be out of time as a seller. Uh, you know, as soon as you start getting desperate, then that's when I think, you know, you become more vulnerable to lower offers and things. So I love it. I mean, people tell me all the time, I'm not in a hurry. And I say, Good, that's perfect because you don't want to be in a hurry. However, if you want to sell for top dollar, you're probably going to sell in a reasonable period of time, not, you know, six to 12 months kind of thing. So that's really, I mean, right now with all the changes, what I'm finding now it's not as panicked a market. Yeah. But people are calling me into their homes as they always have and we're having discussions. And I find that they've been paying attention, but they still they don't know how to interpret what exactly is going on. How does this affect my house? How does this affect my property? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons that, you know, in an in a market like this, you can still win. You can have a winning scenario. You can sell for a good strong price and find a great buy and make a good move that you're happy with and maybe come out ahead financially. Um, and that's where a good agent comes in. So I would recommend anybody who's kind of given thought to the market, they're not really sure. You know, maybe you know an agent's a good agent, give him or her a call. If you don't, I'm always available. Go to my website or call my cell. But start there because I think someone who's day-to-day in the business, handling offers, handling concerns from buyers and sellers, is going to be able to give you some good updated advice that will probably be to your benefit. Yeah, the website address, again, friends, is johnny1percent.ca. Johnny1%, all one word, .ca. And you can give Mr. Carlson a call anytime, except right now because he's kind of busy on the radio, 612-0080 with the obligatory 604 up front, of course. Again, 604-612-0080 for John Carlson at johnny1percent.ca. And on the website, you can you can click a button and uh, arrange for an evaluation. And I wanted to ask you about that, John. How tough is it sometimes when you get called into a person's home for the first time because you're that nice guy they heard on the radio and they want to follow up and they want too much for their home? They just flat out want too much. They haven't had an evaluation in a while. They're kind of stuck in a bit of a time warp and their, their price in today's dollars is simply unrealistic. How do you handle that? Well, first of all, I, I think I should unpack the statement a little bit. Um, when people when people ask me for my advice and I give them, usually it's a range in price, I, I tell them, hey, you know, I can give you my opinion. I'm one person. I'm not the market. Sure. So I don't decide what houses sell for, but a good agent should know the market well enough to help you know how to position based on what the competition is, what the buyers are doing, all that sort of stuff. So first of all, you know, if someone, if I give someone a number and they give me a number that's twenty or $30,000 higher... We'll have a discussion because my job is to give good advice and take a job on if I can do it. Not right. to deceive anyone and say, oh, yeah, that number's great. And then come back two weeks later and go, oh, we're going to have to drop it and mm-hmm. make them out. Mm-hmm. I don't work that way. So 
first of all, we have to establish, is their number really wrong and mine right? There have been times, quite frankly, I'm sure all agents can say this who've done a lot of business, where uh, I've given my advice, a seller said, hey, you know, I, I like you, I want to work with you, but let's try it a little bit higher. Sure, and sure. we go, okay, great. And then next thing you know, they, they achieve it. it. So yeah, right. I'm very cautious to, not to say, oh, that's never going to happen. Right. Uh, see you later, I'm on my way out the door. Mm-hmm. But I might say, hey, based on you know these compare, I might bring up some current listings and right. say, hey, at this price range. That's the best way of approaching it. You do your realize neighbor, what you're your competing neighbors with. are asking this much, sure. you're asking that much more, your odds of selling are lower. Unless we can justify it somehow. Uh-huh. Maybe you've got that uh, $70,000 pool with the waterfall in the back that somebody loves. You know, so for, I try to give good advice and that's my job to tell the truth as I understand it and advise people on pricing. If someone were to come back to me with a number that I that I just couldn't justify, you know, we'd have a discussion and and, and if, if they were set on that, I would probably let them know, and I have done this in the past very respectfully, I'm not sure I can get the job done. Do you want me to take this job on knowing that we might go through the whole process and there might not be a good result? Because right. that is happening nowadays. So, well, yes. Again, that, that's why I brought the question up, John, because the, the market has changed considerably. You and I have been through quite a dramatic past couple of years right. and not everyone has kept up with all of the changes. And all of a sudden, when it comes, it's your turn to put the sign on the lawn and move on in life. If you haven't completely caught up with all of the changes, you're in for a bit of a surprise in the spring of 2019. And take it from me, keeping up with all the changes is a full-time job. Believe It is. So uh, this is what I do. This is what I've been doing for you know, 23 years, something like that now. So yeah, you're absolutely right. And the changes are uh, artificial in many cases, as they have been introduced by several levels of government, uh, federal, provincial, and municipal, everything from the stress test at the federal level to the local uh, uh, ordinances from Vancouver City Hall on empty homes and Victoria with the speculation business. So the market, the market has changed dramatically. And for a professional like you, this is what you do. For the rest of us, John, we're in and out of the real estate game very irregularly. Unless you're a a speculator and there aren't many people listening to this program who are, we just own a home and every now and then we move. And so between those moves, a lot goes on. And it's really critical when it's your turn to have a professional in your corner who knows what the heck's going on because they live and breathe the business every day of the week. That's right. And and I've got clients and had clients that uh, are, you know, quite... Uh, seasoned professionals when it comes to investments, maybe having 30 homes or more. And then, you know, these people as well. It's not just the mom and dads, but the kids who are asking what the market's going on. These guys, we sit down with them and they rely on me to give them good advice because that's not their day-to-day thing either. So again, I would suggest that if you're thinking of selling, I mean, give me a call, of course, check out my website and see some of the other things I can provide, like significant savings compared to a lot of the other people. But really, it starts with finding a good agent that has a good grasp on the market that you can trust, who will give you good advice. And if you feel good about the plan going forward, then that agent can probably get the best results anywhere. Johnny1percent.ca is an excellent website to check out while we take a quick break for the news. And when we come back, we'll hear from a couple of recent clients of John Carlson's. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox, and we're right back after the news. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer here on CKNW on a Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox with John Carlson, Johnny1% in studio uh, from, of course, 
1% Realty. And John, uh, we're going to talk to a, a couple of your clients here in just a couple of minutes. Before we do, you're the guy on the radio that uh, people hear. And I'm very delighted to say one of the people we're going to hear from is is as a result of your chats with Ben and me here on CKNW. But when it comes to the 1% Realty story, even though you repeat it umpteen times here on the radio, isn't it interesting how people, when they get you into the kitchen around the table over a cup of coffee, want to hear it personally all by themselves again? You bet. Uh, you know, I'm very grateful that people will listen and give me calls. And uh, I always go out and give them the best advice I can and meet with them and try to understand what it is that I can provide to help them. So, uh, you know, it's wonderful. Great position to be in. But yes, they they have specific questions. Some of them are the same questions that I get all the time. Will other agents show my property? Will sure. I get full service? Will I be on MLS? You know, what are your credentials and these sorts of things? Um, Based on the uh, a very, a very ordinary and perfectly explainable suspicion that if you're paying less, as in lower commissions, yes. well, then the mind goes, I must be getting less. Uh, and your right. job is to convince them that's not the case. That's just not the way it works at 1% Realty. Yeah, my job is to meet them and give them all the information to make that decision on their own, really. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, anybody could throw a website on the way and put a cheap price on it and say, hey, sell your house with me and, uh, you know, I'm this, I'm that. And, you know, in fact, there are people out there who, you know, have kind of imitated some of the things that I do. And, Which is and, why I remind our <laughs> listeners frequently to beware of imitators, John. And that's fine. But really, yeah, people, I think they want to know who you are before yeah. they entrust you to sell their home. So when you meet with people, they can hopefully get a feel for what kind of person you are and if they want to go forward with you. Because there's all kinds of salesmen in this world and salespeople. Sure. So there's that. But they also want to get some information and ask about the company and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, it, and I Normal. guess I guess the hardest part to accept, John, is is the truth, which is it is a full service deal. Right. If you would do a deal with through one percent realty, you're going to get every service provided to you that any other realtor company in Metro Vancouver would do. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I don't, the commission does not necessarily, and this is a whole other discussion that could take some time, but uh, you, the commission you pay does not necessarily relate to how good the agent is that you hire. I right. made a business decision years ago to work for less money. It's worked out great for me. I do a lot of business and I do very well. Um, but really, I mean, does it mean I'm, I'm not as good as somebody who charges, you know, seven and two and a half, that typical rate? Well, no, not necessarily. So uh, I think the, uh, the the real estate board would agree with that assessment, by the way, because you are once again in the president's club and not for the first time either. And friends, that means my guest, Mr. Carlson, has sold uh, more real estate than virtually all the realtors in the Metro Vancouver Fraser Valley area. The one, the top one percent of all real estate deals in Metro Vancouver. That is the rather exclusive president's club. Uh, John Carlson, a member again last year because because he's a hard-working guy, and that's what gets you there, doing those deals on a regular basis. Ben, let's uh, let's tune up that conversation from Carl. This is a recent client of Mr. Carlson's out there in uh, Maple Ridge uh, with some comments about his experience with Johnny 1%. Here's Carl. Uh, we were trying to list my mother's apartment in Maple Ridge and trying to get her the most bang for the buck. So I gave John a call and met him. A very personable guy, did a great job. Uh, number one, I like the 1% aspect of it uh, to get the most return from my mother, which was important to me. Um, that was the key. And then the second point was I was eager to sell the apartment. John says, wait, wait, wait. We can get more money. And we got more money, which was very good for us. When I met John the first time at the apartment to list the place, I could tell he was very, uh, very eager. But 
Personally speaking, the service I got from John was outstanding. Um, he was there all the time, and uh, he worked very, very hard to sell it, which was very good. Well, there you go. It's a pretty solid testimonial. And, and and I just, did I not say, last thing I said before introducing Carl was, what a hardworking guy you are. Uh, and Carl <laughs> backed you right up to yeah. the hilt. And also didn't mind saving a whole lot of money in the process. No, he didn't mind. And one thing I picked up, thank you for that, Carl. First time I've heard it. And, and working with Carl was wonderful. What really stood out to me was, I mean, this is his mother's place. And sure. he wanted to get the best deal he could for his mother. And so we thought of 1% Realty. And I thought, hey, if, if it's good enough for your mother, I mean, uh, and he's happy, then I, I imagine it's good enough for anybody. But thank you, Carl. Um, it was great to work for you. As he mentioned, there we, we did get some low offers. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. Nice condo. Uh, Mom had kept it clean as a whistle, but she'd never really done a lot of updating. So we had some people come in and throw these lower offers at us. And, you know, it was vacant. And Carl and I would talk and advice. And my advice to him a couple, maybe the first two or three times, you know, was, you know, we made counters, they went away. And I said, I think we'll get more. And so it took a few offers, but we finally did get the right one, and he did get more. So thank you, Carl. It was an honor working for you and your mom, and I'd like to repeat the process with any listeners out there. Interesting stuff. And you can get a hold of John anytime at 604-612-0080. Again, that's 604-612-0080. And all that information, by the way, is on the website, Johnny1%, all one word, johnny one percent .ca. And right there on the home page of johnny1percent.ca is a grid. And it, uh, it gives you a chance to experience personally and very, very quickly uh, exactly what a, working with a 1% realty agent like John Carlson will do for your bank account. Now, can you give me an approximate range, for example, that Carl's mom's condo in Maple Ridge for? I'm looking at round numbers here. Was it, say, 600000 or eight hundred thousand. I'm looking at the numbers on your grid just by way of ba- ballparking. How much, Carl? For example, if Carl's mom's condo had sold for six hundred thousand dollars, his real estate fees would have been seventy nine hundred and fifty dollars. Most other brokers, John, for the same price, same house, same sale, their commission would have been nineteen thousand five hundred. On that number, and I don't know how close I was to the real number, but on that number, Carl would have kept. 11500 bucks for himself, thank you, and his mom. In and this his case. mom, and his mom. Yeah, I felt like we were playing prices right there, and I should keep you guessing. <laughs> it's, it was, we could play pink Plinko. Sure we could. Uh, but it was a little less than that. It was a small one-bedroom in an adult community, so it was uh, under 300000 But the savings was still significant. I think uh, four or $5,000, you know, compared to another agent. So, well, yeah, let's, uh, let's, you know, everything's negotiable. Well, let, let's, me, let me not say there's any set rates here, but compared to the other quotes he got. Right. Yeah. And, and, and the prevailing rate that is generally and widely acknowledged is 7% of the first 100000 2.5% of the balance. Correct, John? That's, yeah. the, that's a widely accepted formula. You see that. Okay, so now, but let's, let's, let's look at the bottom number, the first number you have on the same grid. This go back to how much money you save with 1% really. Suppose now you have a, an entry level, a junior player on, in the real estate game, something that's listed for $300,000. Sure. Your 1% realty fee would be Interestingly, the same as it would have been for six hundred thousand dollars, seven thousand nine hundred and fifty bucks—the same number. Now, most other brokers on a three hundred thousand dollars sale would charge you twelve grand. So the savings you net, well over four thousand dollars. Yeah, 
even on a $300,000 property. All of this adds up, especially because, well, part of selling involves moving (laughs) and moving to somewhere else. And I've never made a move, John, that didn't come with lots of hidden surprise expenses. So anything you can do to make that a a smoother effort is is full advantage to you. And don't forget, if this is your principal residence, we're talking about tax-free money that you've paid in. Think of the mortgage payments you've made over the years to build the equity in the home, and now you've got some tax-free money. It's your money. Keep more of it. And that's one of the 1% Realty logos uh, slogans that we use. And, and that's my philosophy. Keep more of your own money, but get a good job done by a professional agent. Yep. And again, quoting from Johnny1%.ca, yes, we are regular, in quotes, real estate agents. In every sense of the word, we simply charge less. That's it. That's right. End of story. All over BC, too. I mean, I've had calls recently from other areas, mm-hmm. and I can place people with other. I can work together with agents and promote on my website and have them. You know, so there's all over the place. Vancouver Island, we're good. Salt right. Spring Island, the right. interior, we're good throughout Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley, where I personally work the majority of that area. So, again, if you want a good agent and you like the idea of putting more money in your pocket when it's all said and done, my website's there, my phone number's there, and I'm available, actually. I've had a number of sales recently, and I'm, I'm open to take new listings. Well, and nothing more motivating for a guy like you than more sales recently. That, that, that just spurs you on to wanting to do more. Sure. Let's hear now from Shirley. Now, this is another recent client of John's who had a house for sale. In fact, John mentioned Shirley's house on this broadcast a couple of times in recent weeks. It was in Coquitlam. Here's Shirley. Well, I originally had heard him on the radio on your station, which I listened to faithfully. And, uh, you know, I heard his uh, advertising. And uh, when it was time for me to uh, make my move, because both my kids were in Alberta, I um, called him last fall and uh, because he says, come out and... You know, my husband used to be in real estate years ago, and when 1% came on the market, I thought, boy, you're not going to get advertising. You're, you know, you're going to have to pay this, and you're going to, you know, you're not going to get the service. But it's totally wrong. Um, John was always available for phone calls, and uh, he is no different than, you know, the 1%. It's no different than any other real estate company out there. It's just a matter of the difference of commissions. They say moving is one of the most stressful times in your life, and John Carlson made it so easy. My house sold on the first open with multiple offers, and he saved me $20,000 in commissions. I would definitely recommend John as he's knowledgeable and professional, and you won't regret it. Thanks again, John and family for being so easy to deal with. Well, thank you, Shirley. First and foremost, from Ben and me for being a faithful CKNW listener. Over to you, John Carlson. Wow, I, I don't know what to say other than thank you, Shirley, for choosing me. Um, I was, uh, you know, I was lucky to work for her. Great house, great lady. Uh, the process went well. She mentioned we did have multiple offers, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm really honored to get that great testimonial, and uh, I appreciate it very much, Shirley. 
uh, anyone else, uh, hey, if you've got a good house in central Coquitlam, there are other buyers uh, out there, so feel free to give me a call, I guess. Interesting that Shirley would remark upon her husband having been in the real estate business himself in previous yes. years. So she had under, an understanding of sort of how the business works, what makes the wheels turn. Right. And so she was quite ready to, 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 to accept less, as we talked about earlier. Well, if you're paying less, your chances are you're going to get less. And then she corrected herself just moments ago going, that turned out to be completely wrong. That's right. You did exactly what every other realtor would do for her. That's right. And you know, strategy always comes into things. And the strategy on this one, I mean, I don't want to say too much, but Shirley had been in the house a while and she didn't want to drag the process out and she knew the market conditions. And wanted to move out of province too, by the sounds yeah. of things, right? So, you know, I think we handled it well and the and the uh, the result is is great. And, a, and congratulations, my understanding is she found a pretty good spot uh, in her new uh, province. So everything worked out well. And I was just glad that myself, 1% realty could be involved with it. Shirley, is that been an absolute pleasure? And I'll be seeing you again soon. All right. Now, you've uh, mentioned Shirley's home on a, on a couple of occasions because sure. I recall the address as I scroll through your website when you're talking about new listings, and it was the one on Foster Avenue in Coquitlam. Yes. Uh, now, anything new to add to your new listings list this week, John? I've got about three or four or five new listings coming up. The ink's not on them yet. Um, I would just say check my website okay. or, or feel free to call me and I can update you. But yes, a number of things, a condo in Langley, uh, another house in Coquitlam, perhaps um, a house in Maple Ridge, um, uh, lots of things. So feel free to give me a call. Okay. Johnny1percent.ca. And you can see some of the new listings on the bottom of the homepage. And then you can just click on a little green button and see all listings. And by the time uh, first of the week rolls around, John, some of these uh, projects you're working on this weekend should be available for viewing on the website then, right? Absolutely. I mean, the market's still rolling. New listings are coming. People are buying homes and I'm, you know, I'm busy, but I'm available. I've had a number of sales. And if you're thinking of selling, this would be a good time to give me a call. And it's pretty safe to say that people are thinking it's spring. I don't know how many umpteen times you've reminded us that this is the beginning of the busiest real estate season of every year. 2019 will not be an exception. So if it's if it's your turn, perhaps then you want to think about uh, John Carlson and 1% Realty and begin at johnny1percent.ca. All sorts of helpful information on that website. And of course, there's that grid that I continue to talk about where you can see as plain as the nose on your face how easy it is to save a significant amount of money. Yes. And one of the things you don't see on my website is uh, some of the marketing things that we're doing right now with 3D tours and Facebook and social media campaigns and stuff. So feel free to give me a call on that. I do business as John Carlson Personal Real Estate Corporation, but people just call me Johnny1%. Give me a call anytime. All right. Now, John's number because he is officially released for good behavior for another Saturday afternoon and is available for your calls in about 30 seconds. 604-612-0080. Again, 604-612-0080. And all the details, including emails and contact points at johnny1percent.ca. Again, johnny1percent.ca. Beware of imitators. John Carlson, always a pleasure. Good fun this afternoon. Appreciate the update, and we'll catch up to you in a couple of weeks. Yes, I'll be back. Thanks very much, Sterling and Ben. We're back after this. And once again, our thanks to John Carlson for another informative visit. Next week, the folks from Hyperlight Systems and mortgage broker Angela Calla will join us. Time now for Duly Noted. And this time around, our producer Ben Dooley has a look at how wine labels can influence your taste. Thanks, Sterling. When shopping for wine, many people rely on the label to help them make their selection. 
Now, a study conducted in the Okanagan suggests how the label looks can actually impact how consumers feel the wine tastes. According to graduate student research at UBC Okanagan, if you identify with the label, you're more likely to like what's inside the bottle. Master's student Dyson Essau used online surveys and blind taste tests to come to the conclusion that if you identify with the wine label, it can actually influence what you think of the taste. What I discovered is that uh, as consumers, we're all identity seekers, and so we're navigating the marketplace looking for symbols that we can personally identify with. And this helps create the, the image that uh, either we are or would like to, to, to convey to other people. For wineries, the research means they may want to consider marketing under multiple labels to appeal to different segments of the population. But for wine drinkers, SL's advice is to drink what you like. If it's the label that's driving you to like that wine better, uh, all the power to you. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted. Oh, cheers, Ben. Thanks. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before we go. Tinseltown is off the block. Less than a week after being reported for sale, Vancouver's International Village Mall appears to no longer be part of what was being marketed as a retail portfolio. Western Investor reported last week the mall, once known as Tinseltown, was part of a trio of retail properties marketed for sale. Now the International Village Mall seems to have disappeared from the listing, the other two properties still there. The apparent seller, CBRE, has no comment on the removal of the International Village. Whether it will come up for sale again as its own listing, the fate of Tinseltown is unknown. We told you to be ready for this a couple of weeks ago, and we hope you are, because now for the first time ever, festival organizers have announced that Bloom, the Abbotsford Tulip Festival, will be opening early this year. Running for its fourth consecutive year, Bloom has gathered international attention for its eye-catching, mesmerizing mix of color and beauty. Organizers explain that rows of colorful tulips are already beginning to blossom, with millions of bulbs soon to follow. More than two and a half million tulips are expected to reach full bloom and almost 100,000 visitors are expected over the course of the five-week festival. So the opening date of the festival is now, today, Saturday, April 13th. The festival runs for as long as the blooms last. Lots of ticket options to look for, too, at abbotsfordtulipfestival.ca. A reminder here, the Vancouver Sun Run is tomorrow. Expect traffic delays in the downtown area for at least the first half of the day and use TransLink to get around if possible. SkyTrain and CBus, even the West Coast Express have special sun run service uh, schedules all lined up and they'll have lots more for you to check at translink.ca. That is our show for today, produced by Ben Dooley with Andrew Ferreira at the controls. We do appreciate your feedback, and if you have any thoughts or suggestions for the show, please send them along to sterling at cknw.com or tweet them to us at Van Consumer. And of course, you can listen to us anytime uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Googles, wherever you get yours, uh, you can listen to Vancouver Consumer as well. Next Saturday at 2, we're back again with another edition of Vancouver Consumer, and we hope you join us right here on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.